This is Daylight and Moonshine with me, Allergy Season G. These allergies are whooping my ass, but it's not that bad, though. Uh, I'm making it through. I'm good. It's my own fault. I got my own home homeopathic remedies, and I just have not been following it. So I blame myself getting through these allergies, though. And today's topic, well, today we're just thinking out loud, um, focusing specifically on programming, programming, recognizing programs. And I'm not talking about computers here, folks. I'm talking about programs that other people put in us, that society, advertisement, music, everything you can think of. We even program ourselves. And we're going to talk about all that stuff in detail. And I'm, of course, I'm going to give... Um, a little insight on something personal that I realized about myself that was a program, and I changed it. That's the beautiful thing. We have the ability to reprogram some things that we don't like, and we have the ability to start fresh, brand new programs within ourselves to make ourselves or help ourselves succeed in life. So we'll talk about all those wonderful things and give you an update on what's been going on with me right after this. to the damn podcast y'all episode 22 deuce deuce and um i'm glad that you are here i've been been on a little break for a while like i said before um the allergies is real man <laughs> allergy season is real if you don't have them thank your lucky stars and if you know somebody that do please 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 understand what they're going through man this stuff is you can't focus on anything, man. It, it just takes your <sighs> takes your everything away, man. Your concentration. You can't do a basic task without sneezing or something on the inside itching. It's just it's crazy. But I've gotten mine under control now, so I'm good to go. But took took a little break off. Um, I've been pretty consistent for the most part with uploading episodes since I started. Like I said, this is episode 22. And before we get into the topic, I uh, just wanted to kind of give you guys an update on what's going on with me. So I am really uh, close to starting uh, another channel. And of course, I'll have all the information when I get started, but it's, it's going to be in the same vein of this podcast but it'll be random videos where I will upload and post probably on YouTube because I, I created a, so the thing about rumble is I love rumble because they don't um, uh, restrict you with 
the things that you can say. There's there's no restrictions. There's real freedom here. So I prefer this platform for the podcast because we can essentially talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about without being censored. And I love that. Also, I always root for the underdog. I like the fact that Rumble is attempting to be in direct competition with YouTube. So I'm all for that because YouTube is doing too much censoring there in conjunction with Google and all these major companies. And I just hate when, um, you know, these big corporations have like a monopoly, man. I like to, I like to root for the underdog. So I'm rocking with rumble with the podcast still, but I actually created a page on YouTube in 2014, believe it or not. I think my attempt was just to save the name and to get an idea of what I wanted to do. I had no idea exactly what I wanted to do, but I wanted to put all my creative sort of stuff there. All of my personal, what I consider my art, I wanted to put it on one platform. So I created this channel and I'm like, it'll always be there whenever I get around to it. And I swear I didn't know it was going to be at 2014, six, seven, going on eight years that I just sat on it. So I finally came up with some stuff to put on there. And it's going to be geared towards, obviously, positivity. Um, motivation and meditation is it's what I'm going to gear it towards. So more than likely, there's, there's going to be a um, um, two, two different... Um, can't even think of the damn thing. But it's going to be set up for motivation and meditation. And I'm going to have uh, videos on there with guided meditation. Uh, it was weird when I was thinking about it. I actually had two friends contact me and suggest that I do this right as I was thinking about it. And I'm like, yeah, this is the right move. It's the right move. And I, um, as far as the motivational um, speaking, I had that in mind for a long time also. So I think it just, it makes sense to do them both there. So I've uh, been working on that. I've been doing a lot of uh, background work on that. Once again, it's just, it's just me. I'm a one man army, so it takes time. But I think that if you enjoy this podcast and you'll enjoy those things also, and they will be real short videos, especially the motivational ones. So it won't take up too much of your time, but I'll give you more details on that. I'm looking to launch that. Like I said, the channel's already there, but I'm looking to like really launch with um, content on there before the year is out. Definitely before the year is out. So look forward to that. But man, I missed you guys. Like I can see. <laughs> uh, but I miss uh, doing this. I miss this platform. And it um, just feels good to be back doing this and obviously I'll, I'll get back into having my guest um i got uh quite a few guests lined up got tons of different topics that i know you guys will love lined up like i said shout out to um shout out to my boy chris at chicago made apparel i'll put the link down below he's got t-shirts he's got hats i believe he had backpacks um i love supporting local the local um apparel shops i definitely love um supporting the independent businesses 
the independent businesses, and I love supporting friends that are doing something positive. So that's a win, win, win for me. Like, but yeah, check it out. Even if you're not from Chicago, it looks a lot better than that cheesy Chicago shit that you get from the the shops and the stores downtown. So if you want some real, real Chicago stuff, man, get it from Chicago Made Apparel. I'll put the link down below in the description. But um, yeah, so that's what's been going on. I've just been vibing, getting myself together, um, trying to rest up and, and a lot of other craziness going on in my in real life. But that's just everybody. Everybody's got that. You see, I'm all scruffed out. If you're watching the video, I'm all scruffed out. So that's a sign I've been working. I've been doing my thing. I've been grinding. <laughs> um, but if you're listening to this on a traditional podcast platform, audio only, you can watch the video and see all of the craziness that we actually do. If you want, go to rumble.com slash user slash the damn podcast. And it has every single episode uploaded on that channel. You can watch old ones. You can watch new ones. You can put the visual with the audio. It's it's all that. And of course, if you want to listen to the traditional audio only podcast, then just search Daylight and Moonshine on any platform that streams podcasts. All right, so let's get into this topic. I'm looking up the word program, the actual definition of program. Because when you say this, some people get uptight, especially when you are referring to them i'm not programmed ain't nobody program me everybody want to feel some type of way about it but i can openly and honestly say that yeah programming is a real thing and i think at some point especially when we're kids shit, we don't know shit when we're kids uh, we fall into programs all the time a traditional program of what it's labeled a program is exactly what it is on the inside of us too. It's just, it's the same damn thing. Read off a couple of definitions. Program, a set of related measures or activities which a particular long-term aim. I'm sorry, with a particular long-term aim. I'll say it again a set of related measures or activities with a particular long-term aim. Okay, think about that. Now, think we're thinking about this in the sense of within ourselves. So we're going to take the, the, the part out of it where we feel like it's, it's sort of demeaning to consider that we've been programmed for something. Like you are just that easy, you know, or, you know, Hey, man, I got to be open, open minded with this stuff. Second definition. A series of coded software instructions to control the operation of a computer or other machine. And I'll give one more. This, those are the two nouns of a, of a program. This is a verb. Um, a computer or other machine with coded instructions for the automatic performance of a task. And they give an example. It is a simple matter to program the computer to recognize such symbols. So 
the computer is man's version of the human. In my eyes, you got your hard drive, you got all the technical little devices and things, all these little tiny little things, just like we got all these little organs and little parts of us in the inside that we can't see when you open an inside of a computer it just looks crazy. Just like when you open a, a human body, it's like, what the hell is all this stuff? Right. But when you get down to basic stuff like memory, you know, that's the hard drive, <laughs> you know, gigabytes, megabytes, terabytes. Our hard drive is probably close to unlimited. Who knows? It's, 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 I'm sure that they've measured it, but I wouldn't say that you can measure it. In fact, I can remember stuff that I did when I was wearing diapers. I know a lot of people can't, but I can't. You know, how do you explain that? So, but without getting into all of that, a program simply is something that's put in place for something that's long-term. So if I'm an advertiser, if, I'm a, if, I, if I have merchandise to sell, and I want you to remember. I don't want you just to see my advertisement. I don't want you just to like my product and consume it. I want you to remember this shit for the rest of your life. So they throw together little jingles and they sing it. The Empire commercial, everybody knows that. 588-2300. And, uh, you know? They're advertising to you so that you can have that number programmed in your head. Now, I can't even sing my damn grandmother's phone number. I can't sing. Nobody. The only number I know by heart is mine is my mama's. Both my kids got phones. And then if I don't have my phone to tell me what those numbers are, I'm going to get it wrong probably every time. And it's sad to say, but if um, the majority of the people in the world now, if we have smartphones. Our smartphones make us a little dumber, in my opinion. That's something else that may offend people, but am I honest? Is it is it is it accurate? Let's be honest with each other. Let's be honest with ourselves. The smarter our phones get, the smarter these devices get, the less we have to remember and use our own brain capacity. So this hard drive is getting emptier and emptier. And these hard drives are getting more and more full and more and more intelligent. And the more intelligent they get, the more we rely on them instead of our own intelligence. So anyway, once again, that is going into another subject too. And I'm not bashing us as people, but if we don't sit back and, and think about this stuff, at some point, then you just kind of, then you are just being a sheep and just following the masses. And if that's comfortable for you, that's okay with you, then that's all right. It's all good. I'm speaking to the people that, that actually hear the word program and want to look more into it. And, and okay, well, you got my attention now. Explain to me, please, what is this program that you speak of? And how do you say I'm programmed? And I'm not saying everybody's programmed. I'm simply saying that 
nine times out of 10 at some point in your life, if not now, at some point, there's been a program put in place for you to do specific things. So you're, you're just acting off what you know already. You're not actively being in that space or in that moment doing you. I mentioned in the earlier episode, when I moved into my first apartment, I actually sat down to make the decision whether I was gonna have the toilet paper go this way or turn around and go the other way. My mom had it under, so she programmed us, or you can say trained or whatever the hell makes you feel like you weren't programmed, that's fine. Um, but she taught us whatever you whatever word you want to put in place. She taught us to put it under because that's how she prefers. She just used the adult. She buys the tissue. She pays the rent. It's her way. So when I moved in by myself and I had my own place, I said, what do I want to have? How do I want to have the tissue? So I put it under, obviously, uh, just off reflex. And then I put it over and I switched it from day to day. And I just, you know, I was like, what feels right? Because I want this tissue to be the way I want it to be, damn it, because I'm paying the rent. And um, I left I left it under. And it could be because my whole life, that's how I did it. But when I go everywhere else from which, oh, man, I'm a recovering, like, borderline germaphobe. I, I did not use the bad public restrooms or whatever. So that's a whole other story. But uh, when I started to actually use public restrooms, as rare as it was, I noticed that they were all mostly, you know, one way. I would go to other people's houses, like my uh, friends or whatever, just go use the bathroom and just notice that their tissue was like everybody, like probably 90% of the world is like over, you know, like, I don't know if that's the, the politically correct way to do it. My mom's left-handed and just different. So maybe that's why she did it under. I don't know. I feel more comfortable with it under. Same thing with the toilet seat. I prefer it down. I know I said that on a previous episode. I like how it looks. It looks neater with it down. I don't give a damn if I got to lift it every time I go to urinate. Then I'll lift it and I'm going to put it back down because I like how it looks. But essentially, I challenged the program that was set in place by my mom. And instead of reprogramming it and in a sense i did reprogram it but it was me actively doing it the way that i wanted to do it it's different it's different um maybe y'all might see it differently i see it like that um so we're gonna get in in a little deeper than some damn toilet tissue and toilet seats i'm gonna talk about how something else was programmed within me by um, my brother, by another child. He was a child at the time. And this is a, a really good opportunity for a lot of a lot of the listeners now, a lot of you to really look deep within yourselves and the things that you do. These programs, these teachings, these, whatever you want to call it, plays a huge part in who we become on the outside. 
the outer surface of who you are. And I say the outer surface because who we are inside is always there. You can naturally, I was, I'm naturally a very sort of artistic, expressive, emotional, creative person. But a lot of that stuff was stifled for years because of things that happened on the outside. So once I healed all that stuff, because it affected the inside, once I started to heal all that stuff, then the true essence of who I always was started to come back out again. It came back out because naturally it was there when I was younger, before these things started to happen that affected me. Um, So that's why I say the true essence of who we are on the inside, it's always there. It's always there. Sometimes it's under layers and layers and layers of programs. Programs that causes things, I should say. Um, You know, hurt, pain, mishaps, guilt, uh, all, all types of stuff, anxiety. Everything, it, it you know, it, it's cause and effect. So I, I realized a few things. I realized a few things about myself. And then when I started to do the work, the inner work on myself, I finally got to the root cause of the problem. And let me tell you, the closer you get to really finding the cause of something, the more stuff would just start popping out. It's crazy. Like there was, there was, it's levels to it for me. So the first part was me realizing that um, my brother inadvertently, inadvertently, y'all know what I'm trying to say, programmed me to be second best. Now he's a child talking to me, another child, he's older than me. So his intent behind it, I'm sure was something else. He he just wanted to lift himself up and maybe he had self-esteem issues as a kid that he had to put me down to bring himself up. I I don't know. I don't know. All I know is how that shit affected me. So what it did to me was, and I'll tell you the details in a minute of how he did this, but how it affected me was I went inside and I started to doubt myself and it it caused all types of, uh, not really necessarily anxiety, but everything is, is related. That, that came along later on when other stuff started to pile on top of it. But it really, it, it kind of messed with my self-esteem. It really did. Even as a child. Now, remember who I am on the inside, naturally, this emotional, creative, weird, sort of artsy, fartsy, sort of whatever type of dude. Like, this is me naturally that I always went around smiling and always in a good mood. Even though we grew up in the projects, this is who I am. Like kids are who they are naturally. Their environment on the outside of them shapes them out to be who they end up being. I tell people all the time, I I knew hardcore killers that would not swear in front of of the elderly. 
I knew hardcore gangsters, drug dealers that would not do certain things and say certain things in front of certain people that they had respect for. And I never understood it. Does that make that person fake? No, they, they were, they had those values, those core values instilled in them from childhood. And also the true essence of them inside may have been this sweet little innocent boy that turned into this killer, that turned into this thug, that this drug dealer, this whoever, um, because of everything that was going on on the outside that played a part in shaping who he was at that moment. Lots of them out there, lots of very intelligent, can't even articulate themselves, man, you know what I'm saying? Because it's just, man, when society come down, you got to do what you got to do. And if you don't flip that, 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 that. In between all of that, not being able to articulate yourself, when you really listen to some people, they telling you, they, this dude is sensitive. This dude is intelligent. He don't really even want to be like he is. He feels like he has no choice. You know? So, and once again, these programs that I'm speaking of just plays a part. It's, everything's um, a, a small part of a big picture. Like I said, this didn't create necessarily create anxiety, but it definitely uh, played a part in my self-esteem issues that eventually led into um, anxiety, anxiety attacks, and all types of shit, you know? So just getting back to this specifically, uh, where my brother would basically tell me, um, hey, kids, eh? we watching cartoons. We watching He-Man. He's He-Man. Guess who I am? I'm Cringer. I'm Battle Cat. Okay. I feel proud because he's still Cringer is a he's a coward. He's a cowardly, he wasn't even a damn lion, I don't think. He's just a cat. You know what I mean? But He-Man had sidekicks. I couldn't be one of the sidekicks. I couldn't be, you know what I mean? The, the dude that told him wise things that helped him. I forgot his damn name. Um, Thundercast. Of course, he was lying though. He was lying. Okay, I'm gonna choose who I am. I'm uh, the dude with the whip that made itself disappear, Tigra or something like that. Nah, nah, you uh, you wanted the kids, you Wiley, Wiley kid, Wiley cat. Oh no, 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 no. You snarf. Yeah, that's who you are. You snarf. You more like a snarf. Oh, okay, cool. Like, wow. You know what I mean? Of course, I would get angry at that. Then I wouldn't just necessarily let him choose. It was just some older brother shit, you know, obviously. That's what I'm saying. So don't get it twisted. I love my brother to this day. It took a long time for me to really see who he was as a person because all I saw was this person towards me for whatever reason. So we clashed a lot growing up, even teenage years and young adulthood. Um, but like I said, um, and it's crazy. We haven't even had this conversation. And I, I went back and forth in my head whether I should have this conversation with him before I did this episode or just do the episode. 
And I felt it was necessary to just do the episode because I didn't want to alter anything that that's being said right now. Cause this is how raw it was for me to discover this shit. So going back into it, um, as I got older, Ninja Turtles, um, he's Leonardo, he, he loved Raphael. So he's Raphael and he's Leonardo. We get to choose two cause it's four of them. I'm Michelangelo. We both agreed. I was like the party dude, the goofy one, love pizza and joking all the time. That's me and my personality. Okay, cool. Um, but but I really think that he allowed me to be Donatello, the smart one, only because he didn't want me to be the leader, Leonardo. We was trying to choose who the second one was going to be. And, okay, you be him. So we play fighting. We watching the movies and all this stuff. I got to be the goofy one. And reluctantly, he allowed me to beat the smart one <laughs> in his head. Because in reality, I'm going to choose who the hell I want to be. And it's just making me more and more upset <laughs> that you have the audacity to say I'm not good enough to beat Leonardo because he's the leader. But, um, but as you see, I can laugh about it now. Um, this is something that he needs to analyze to himself or why he would do certain things. I don't know. Maybe we'll have this talk at, after this episode. But I'm I'm okay with it now. I'm, I'm definitely... Um, in a very comfortable space with it because it's something I recognize now. Um, I faced it, I looked at it and I abolished it. I destroyed that program because it's not mine. And I put another program in there. I created a program where I am good enough to be number one. And that program led to me doing this podcast and that program that I am good enough to be the leader and I will never settle for second best. Again, that led to me figuring out what I was gonna do with the YouTube channel that I created back in 2014. I was gonna motivate and speak all types of positivity to other folks that may have experienced things that I've experienced but they not they may not be able to pick apart the program that led them there. So let me put a video in place that will help others recognize these things within their lives. Maybe you had an older brother that did the same thing. Maybe it was a friend. Maybe you just did it to yourself because you're the only child. Who knows? But hopefully this picking apart a program can help you really pinpoint certain things in your life that, damn, that's why I didn't try for the basketball team. Because so-and-so always told me I was trash. I didn't have the handles. My jumper won nothing. So instead of going to work on these things and making it better, I settled for being not good enough to make the team. And I didn't even try keep saying everything is relevant y'all everything plays a part so that was teenage years ninja turtles and it was more than just cartoons it was movies it was everything we would play wrestling i love wrestling we would play wrestle in the uh in our room 
the bunk beds was like the turnbuckle. We just jump off the top ropes. That's the bunk beds and run through the Macho Man elbow off the top ropes. And I, I definitely wouldn't let him tell me who I was in, in wrestling. Uh, <laughs> I was definitely the champion. I would make the, the cardboard cutout belts and all that. So you can pin me down and beat me how many times you want to, bro. I'm going to make another belt and I'm going to be the champion. <laughs> like it's going to happen. I'm going to glue that aluminum foil on there and it's going to be the gold. And yeah, yeah, I'm going to be the champion, bro. It's going to happen. So um, as a young adult, deeper than that, and then, let's see how long this lasted. This this last past childhood, this, this was something that took me a long time to recognize and, and finally abolish. So I'm an adult now. And... Like I said, the close, the more work you do, the inner work you do and recognize these programs, the more you can, the more things just start to come to light to you. You just see things in a different way. So I started realizing that every time it's time for me to make a certain decision in specific, very specific areas, in the back of my head, just like on TV, just like you see on TV, in the back of my head, my brother's face and his voice will pop up. When I feel like I know he wouldn't approve of me drinking this probiotic drink. I'm just using this as an example, obviously. I know he wouldn't approve of me um, spending this much money on a crystal when I could clearly buy whatever the hell else I can buy a whole outfit. You know what I mean? I can pay, I can buy a really nice pair of shoes for the amount that I paid for this crystal. He wouldn't approve right away. And it was like, the more and more I started to do this inner work, the more I was able to see that he was popping up. It was a program. It's literally like a pop-up on a damn computer screen. I started to see it more and more. And it's just like, uh, I wouldn't really pay too much attention to it. I thought it was weird. And the more and more I would make decisions where I know he would have an, a, a different opinion because he, he voices opinion all the time. I mean, we're, we're brothers, you know, but we've always lived together. We grew up together. That's my brother. Um, so I would know when he would disapprove with something. So even though physically he wasn't there anymore and I'm on my own, I'm grown and he's doing his thing. We both got our situations going on and he still popped up as a program. Remember this over years, I was being groomed to be second best. I was being groomed, not intentionally, not intentionally. He was a child, at least then. Maybe it was intentional. Like I said, some people put you down to, to bring themselves up. It's equivalent to a guy uh, talking shit about you to the cute girl so that he can get the girl because he had to make you look bad. He didn't have no game. He was insecure about his own personal abilities to pick her up. So I think she liked him. And in fact, he got a little something going on. So you go shit on him to make yourself look better. And sometimes that work. I've actually seen that work. 
I've seen the girl walk away with the ugly dude because he done shitted on about four other guys that she was digging. <laughs> Low-key, he programmed her ass to believe that they wasn't shit. He walked away with the prize, or so he thought. I'm sure those relationships don't work out, but, you know, that's lessons for them to learn. But as an adult, I realized in certain things, like I said, just, just certain situations that he would voice his opinion on, it was automatic now, like a pop-up on a computer screen. Boom. Man, why are you finna spend X amount of dollars on this, man? You could buy this. It was automatic. It would pop up. And the more work that I did on myself, the more I started to recognize this pop-up. And instead of just clicking X, yeah, I'm going to use the computer terminal. I'm going to ride that out, the, the computer analysis, because it makes sense. But instead of just clicking X on a pop-up, I say, you know what, let me, uh, let me purchase me some, some spyware. That's research. That's the inner work I was doing. Let me purchase me a security system so that this pop-up cannot come through anymore. So I had to basically kill, abolish, abolish the spyware that kept creating these pop-ups, which was that program that was planted in childhood. I had to abolish that. And then wipe that whole thing out, just clean it all out. When you put your your spy, your um antivirus programs and security programs on your computers and you do your weekly or daily cleanse and it show you, oh, we found 342 issues. We resolved 341 of them bitches. <laughs> you got one left that we couldn't do. So you got to do a, a deep security cleanse for that or whatever. This makes sense to y'all, especially com computer folks out there and anybody's computer literate. I know this shit is making sense. I know that's got to make sense to you. Think about it in, in the sense of, of us as humans, you know? Think about it in that sense. It makes so much sense. When you use, or well, I, I choose to use different metaphors that I'm, I'm familiar with. Even when I do readings, it's, it's certain things it's shown to me in things that I recognize. And I had to realize that. I thought it was relevant to the person, no. No, I'm being shown by my light team what makes sense to me. How can I best decipher this message? So that's what makes sense to me. Um, they're all programs. They're all programs, and we have the ability to either get rid of the program once and for all. And it wasn't easy. Uh, it, it was easy. I'll take that back. It was easy once I fully recognized what it was. I'm like, I'm actually seeing my brother's face and hearing his voice disapprove every time. It's almost like that. You go to touch something as a baby and the parent taps your hand. And at the same time, they tap your hand and say, ah, ah, ah. Right? So that's the sense of touch. You're stimulating that. And you're stimulating the sense of, of, of sound, your um, sense of hearing. Ah, ah, ah. So that goes with it. 
And you can see kids even hesitate without the smack. You see them reach for something like that. You just say, ah, ah, ah. They, they reach their hand back like you don't smack their hand. You didn't smack their hand. But it's programmed that the uh, uh, uh comes with the smack. Program. Make sense? It's program. You can abolish that program. Growing up, we, we want to protect our kids from every damn thing. And we end up um, sometimes doing the most, doing too much, and not allowing them to fall and bump their head or fall and bruise their knees. As long as we're standing there in a protective sense, just like when you're teaching your kids how to ride a bike, you don't want them to fall. But, you know, eventually they will, whether it's when you're standing there or when they just venture off by themselves, they're going to fall, they're going to scrape their knee. Be there when they turn around. Be there when they get up. Be there to help them up. Be there to wipe their knee off. Be there to kiss their little boo-boos. Be there to give them a hug. Be there to wipe their tears. You don't have to be there to stop them from falling. You're doing them more of an injustice if you do that. So I'm glad that I went through what I went through. And I'm even happier that I was able to recognize these programs. And like I said, you can call it whatever you want. I choose to call it that. I'm glad I was able to recognize it within myself. And I know if it happened to me, if I recognized it, then there's other people that have the same thing going on that may not ever realize it. So they click on this episode. And to the shit resonates with them on something that happened in their lives. The more and more I do these episodes and, and, and talk about things that I feel like, man, don't nobody want to hear about this shit. The more and more people come to me and say, yo, when you said this, this and that, I felt that. I understood that. It resonated with me. That was my confirmation to keep doing what I'm doing. As silly or as unnecessary as I may feel like it is, I continue to do it. Because when I first started doing it, that's what it was for. And when I started getting the positive feedback, I knew that it was it was what I should have been doing. It's what I want to do. So not to drag this on, but yeah, just to sum it all up and like, and just to give a, another recap right now, the, the relationship between my, me and my brother, my brother, Dan, I got two brothers. So me and my middle brother, we are really close in age and we've always, no matter where we go, we've always lived together until adulthood when, you know, we got our own places. And even then, for years, we lived in the same building, you know, we lived in the same building. And there was at one point I felt like, I just felt like he hated me. I felt like he didn't like me. I felt like nothing I did got his approval. 
And as a younger brother, this also played a huge part, almost left this part out, almost forgot this part. This played a huge part. One of the reasons his program would always pop up in my head and give me that, ah, 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 you shouldn't spend money on that. You can put it on this. It's because that's my big brother and I love him. And I always wanted his approval. I always wanted his approval. So that program hit me hard because I was in constant search of that approval. So when it came to something that I wanted to do myself personally, this is what I want. I would stop myself and I could have sworn I put this damn thing on mute, but it is what it is. Um, it was something that I wanted and it's something that I would stop myself from doing or going after because of his disapproval. And on a deeper level, it was my deep desire for his approval that really fueled me not doing these things. So I can't even put all the blame on him. You take another person with another personality in the same situation I was in. They may not have had that pop up. They might have been like, man, blank you. You can't tell me who I am. I'm He-Man. Motherfucker, both of us going to be He-Man then. I just wasn't that type of person. So everything is relevant. You put me this type of person with a brother that, that's this type of person. That's what I'm saying. I'm not making him out to be this bad person at all, man. We have the best relationship right now today that we've ever had. I love both my brothers. I love my whole family. It's all love. We go on trips all the time. We have a good time. We bump heads in town trips. We, we're brothers. We're brothers. <laughs> um, but that's just what it is. There's no, there's no animosity. There's no hard feelings. But for years, like I said, I thought he just disliked me. But part of that was just a reflection of myself, my own um, self-hate, my own lack of self-love for myself, you know? Maybe I played a huge part in creating this program, this pop-up, also myself, because of the lack of love that I had for myself. So I would always seek out approval from an older brother, from somebody that I cared about. I cared about their opinion. Maybe me having low self-esteem and, and um, like I said, just a lack of self-love for such a long time, maybe that played a huge part. Maybe that helped create this pop-up. And it never stops, you know, self-growth, self-analyzation, man, it's, it's a constant thing. Yeah. Analyze yourself, figure yourself out, figure it out. I'm still a work in progress. I may have a, a second part to this where I discover what the hell all of that stuff meant. But this, like I said, right now is important enough for me to just bring this to you. And I'm sure that somebody can relate to it right now. And I'm sure that somebody else will hear this and start really taking a deeper look at what was the root of 
some of your sort of um, negative traits, low self-esteem, anxiety, some sort of um, lower energy, OCD. Oh, yeah, those OCD, obsessive compulsive behavior. When you do stuff like that, this is you constantly feeling like you're not getting something right. You have to do it a certain way. All that shit, man. All that shit is like, it's mental. You got to figure it out. So with that said, I hope that somebody out there can really benefit from hearing this and um, really take something from, from this, me just thinking out loud about programming from childhood, teenage years, everything plays a part. Everything plays a part. Society, they play a part. They program us to do what they want us to do. Like I said, advertisers, you know, everybody's selling something. That's what direct programming is. That's what advertisement is. They want us to Hey, when you get a car, I want you to come here because you remember my theme. If you don't know nothing else, you need a car like this, you're going to remember my phone number and my little jingle, my little program I put in your head. Start programming positive things within yourself. You know, setting yourself a routine, that's a program. Creating a routine, creating a, a diet or some sort of platform exercise, all this stuff, that is us creating a positive program for ourselves. Continue to do that and abolish the programs that you don't need that serves you no good. With that said, I will see you guys soon. I will give more information on this uh, wonderful new project venture that I'm doing and any sort of other updates. Come back for future episodes. I'm going to start back doing a weekly. I'm going to say Thursday-ish. Thursday-ish. The ish is from Thursday to Sunday. There should be an episode uploaded, okay? So don't be holding me to that. Thursday-ish. Every new episode, Thursday-ish. <laughs> I'll talk to y'all soon. Remember, I love y'all, and I'm out.